0: you got us wanting to drink some moonshine but what
1: can you say
0: what can you do just chill at home and listen to episode 42
1: this is yellow packaging episode 42 uh rate and review us on itunes um you can listen to us on spotify soundcloud stitcher apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Yay. Woo. you're listening to yellow packaging
0: by Justlyn and colton for two Asians born and raised in vancouver
1: living our lives through the perspective of a growing minority
0: our podcast is about nothing
1: about something
0: and about everything
1: we talk about issues going on in our lives our city
0: and how that relates back to our place in a western society
1: so sit back listen up and get a new view on what it's like get
0: a new view on what it's like to
1: live in vancouver to
0: live in Vancouver. Hello. 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 Hi. How are you?
1: Good. How are you? Good.
0: <laughs> so it's been a long time since we've yeah. been face to face like this. Yeah. Doing a no podcast. I don't
1: know if our listeners can hear the difference, but we are together in person.
0: And no delay. <laughs>
1: eh. Eh. Uh, <laughs> uh, what? Sorry? Huh? <laughs> oh. oh. Were you speaking?
0: <laughs> you can hear me, right? You <laughs> hear me? Okay. You can hear me.
1: No, I think recording in person is a lot better than yeah. recording. It's kind of. It's kind of. uh it's familiar but it feels kind of unfamiliar at the same time because it's been so long since we recorded first. person it feels weird right now yeah and like also like even when we were recording in the library we weren't really looking at each other either right we were looking straight ahead yeah like, cause yeah. just the angle
0: of the room it's so small we could only sit next to each yeah, other yeah but this
1: is like yeah <laughs> full-on conversation yeah <laughs> All right, yeah. so it's been like about a month since we last recorded. Yeah. Um, so shout to like, out to
0: Emily. Hey shout girl. Shout out to Emily.
1: Thanks again for being a guest. Um, it was really great talking to her.
0: Hopefully, no more ambulance and body bags. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fingers <laughs> crossed on
1: that one. Um, that was right. so
0: funny. I was laughing even long after. Well, I'm still <laughs> laughing now about
1: it. You know, you got you got to love the little verbal mess ups. <laughs> they make for great jokes.
0: Yeah. Totally. <laughs>
1: So what's going on?
0: What's been going on? Okay, so it's been a month. I guess it's just been more like bike rides, you know, and peach days. Um, Do you
1: feel like now that it's like mid-August that everything, summer's not looking the same anymore? No. It feels like that for me. Like, I feel like when I'm out, the sun just doesn't look the same anymore. It doesn't look like the summer sun anymore.
0: Oh no, I was just telling Coleman that too because um, it was like 8.30ish and it was starting to get dark. Yeah. I was like, what time is it? like, is it 9 o'clock? Is <laughs> it know. 9.30? It's like, no, it's only
1: 8.30. Totally. It is getting darker more early, right? Yeah. Okay, I thought I was tripping. And also, it's not as warm anymore. Well, like, this
0: weekend, yeah. different story. It's, but you're right, it isn't.
1: Yeah. I feel like we have one last swell before things start going downhill. And I feel like it's fast approaching.
0: I read somewhere where August is the Sunday of summer.
1: Yeah, I can definitely feel yeah, that.
0: It's Sunday.
1: And, you know, I used to say, oh, well, it's still sunny in September, but it really isn't. No, and
0: it's dark at, like, 7 p.m. Yeah,
1: and you're not going to the beach anymore, or you're not doing any of that stuff. I feel like September is probably, like, the most depressing month, because, you know, summer's over. And, like, back then, it was always, like, oh, I'm in school, starting. Yeah. That was always the worst thing for me to deal with, is having to go back to school.
0: I know, it's that dread you feel.
1: Yeah. I still get that on Sundays.
0: Do do you go (laughs) in the same way? Sunday. I don't want to talk (laughs) about Sunday. Like,
1: I'll have to talk about Sunday. Exactly. It's weird. I mean, working from home, I definitely don't have to get up as early anymore. But still, it's like that, that dread of like the weekend's over is, it's still there. I don't know if it's just me and my brother or... Everybody feels What that. happened
0: to you guys on Sundays at <laughs> no, your house? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it was so traumatic that we blocked it out of our minds.
0: <laughs> you know, it just something bad happened.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday.
1: <laughs> so what are some highlights that have happened for you since we last recorded? So
0: one thing I really enjoyed was us going to Third Beach. Yeah. And it was the low tide. Yeah. That was super fun. That was really, really um, fun. Having East on the bike and me not like white knuckle riding anymore. <laughs> like I used to hold the handlebars so hard. Yeah. Um, Like my hands would hurt. Like yeah. I'd have to take breaks to You'd like stretch up. them out. Totally. Because I was just holding on so tight. Um, But now we, we get to do so much fun things. Like we're biking everywhere. And
1: you're trekking pretty far distances too. I mean like going over the Burrard Bridge, which is a bridge that connects downtown to the rest of Vancouver. Um, It's a pretty steep hill. Like, oh yeah. I'm out of breath biking on it, so I can only imagine like how hard it is to lug uh what, a forty pound? Thirty uh, pound? Twenty six <laughs> pounds. She's a healthy twenty six pounds
0: gal. Twenty six pounds? Uh yeah, no, it uh it's just, it was a struggle. And it still is, like coming going back from like kits to downtown, yeah. like that I always get winded right. that way. Yeah. Plus, like, it doesn't help that Issa's, like, go faster. Go faster.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> de- <laughs> I definitely have a newfound respect for parents who bike around with their kids, like, like on the seats or in front of them or whatever contraption that they have. Like, yes. I definitely understand the struggle. And I think, like, good on you for being able to do that.
0: Okay, so the other day, like, a couple of weeks ago, um, Issa and I were riding from Kits to back home yeah, and got a flat tire. <laughs> and then I couldn't bike and I couldn't move, so I had to walk it. But even walking the bike with Issa on it, the weight, I couldn't it roll. It shifts, right? Yeah, I couldn't roll the bike. So yeah. she had to hop off. I had to hold the bike. I just parked it at the Molson you know that yeah. um, brewery there?
1: Yeah, the former Molson And brewery. then I was
0: just going to walk over the bridge. Right. And then Issa's like, my legs are broken. <laughs> and I had to carry her <laughs> over the bridge to my house. It was brutal. It was scary. She still talks about it to this day. She like.
1: was scared? Was it loud because it popped?
0: No, it wasn't loud that it popped. It was just like the experience. I was like, oh, where do I park the bike? And there's nowhere to park it. So I just yeah. parked it at the stairs at the, the Molson yeah. building. So
1: it's almost like... Isa could read your vibe.
0: Yeah. Because I was like in panic mode. It's like, what do I do? Do I just leave the bike here? And it was like we had crossed the street too. Yeah, yeah. So had I go- had I been like at a higher speed, yeah. I wouldn't know what would happen to us.
1: How did you realize that the tire was flat?
0: Just couldn't move. Oh. Like, I stopped pedaling, and I was like, <laughs> oh, it was like a drag, and I looked, and I was like, oh my gosh, my tire was, like, ripped off the rim.
1: Oh my gosh. So I was, <laughs> it was scary. So People were like looking at you like, look at that crazy lady biking <laughs> with the flat tire.
0: <laughs> you gotta pump it, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. shut up. <laughs> like a cartoon. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's fine now. Um, Coleman ended up getting my bike and like he had to carry it because you couldn't roll it like over and then to BSP and they're great there. Brutal it was brutal it was scary you survived it i'm a survivor you
1: (laughs) did it you're a stronger woman because of it
0: it totally you said too we went through something traumatic yeah we're stronger together
1: i'm glad to hear that yeah (laughs) a new a new monument in your (laughs) in your relationship
0: (laughs) totally (laughs) yeah how about you what's been going on
1: um so since we last recorded definitely highlight for me was going to the beach with you and isa that was really fun um playing in the beach with her was a first for me, so that was interesting. Oh, I,
0: <laughs> that's right. I'd never think of things yeah. like that. Just figured but you'd done it before. I'm glad
1: I did it. It was fun. Um, and then the second highlight for me was um, getting a new tattoo. I mean, oh, yeah. I love collecting tattoos, so got to meet an artist that I really, really like. Um, his name is Yi Stropke. Um, he's a Vancouver-based artist. Um, it's always I always find it's fun, like, going and getting appointments with tattoo artists because you get to really... Meet them and talk to them and kind of it's like you connect with them on a different level too while they're putting art on you. So But
0: well, you can't go anywhere. You have to stay there. They <laughs> yeah. have to stay there.
1: Yeah. So but like a lot of artists like sometimes they just don't talk. You oh, know? Okay. But recently, like I find with a lot of the tattoos that I've been getting, the artists are more open to, you know, conversation, getting to know each other and like even though it's only like an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, it's I don't know. You connect with them on a very different level, I find, when they're tattooing you.
0: Is it like um, when you're at the hairstylist?
1: Uh, not so. I sometimes I find at the hairstylist, it's like it doesn't seem as authentic. You know what I mean? They're just. I feel like they're more uncomfortable with the awkward silence.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get you. you How what if mean? you have like a regular? No, I guess it's yeah, different.
1: Yeah, I have a regular too. But even then, I mean, I go to a Japanese hair salon, so.
0: It's oh yeah, almost like, language. yeah,
1: it, there's a bit of a language barrier there, so it's not the easiest. But
0: Which one do you go to again? I
1: go to Alpha D Salon.
0: Where is
1: it? It's on Homer and Robson.
0: Oh, yeah. I know where that is.
1: So yeah, that's the... What did you get again? Uh, I got, it's um just like a scenic kind of, he, his illustrations are very minimal, so it's mostly like line work, but the tattoo that I got was, essentially it's like a backdrop of mountains and the sun or the moon, however you want to interpret it, with some water on it. It's so really kinda, pretty. To represent Vancouver. Yeah. You know, it's my hood. got to represent. You
0: know it's cool? Something you've done too is like those pop-up yeah. tattoo things. And then I forget if you mentioned it before. Do you get to pick your tattoo or is it one that they've selected? There's like a short list.
1: So there's two. for. So for the one that I got with yeast Rocky, his style is you don't get to see what he has available until you show up the day of. And the whole point of it is you don't really go to it with an idea of what you're gonna get, but you're you kind of let the universe kind of guide you yeah. to what's available and then you leads you to that. So that's whole his philosophy. Um a lot of the times So wait, work.
0: he doesn't know what you're looking for?
1: No. So you so just like, could,
0: like make your appointment and yeah. then
1: fly. And then he's like I mean, he does do custom work, but usually his custom work is very hard to get into. So okay. um what he had available was just this flash. It's called flash. Um, but his flash you don't see until the day of. Mm. got it but the other artists were all flash so they post it on instagram and then you just select it or wherever you follow them and then you kind of choose the artwork that they have on there and flash is only like one-time thing so once it's on somebody you can't get it. nobody else can get it
0: oh that's kind of nice too
1: yeah and i feel like there's been like this shift in tattoo culture where before there was a lot of you know it's like I tell you what I want and then you draw it or I tell you what I want and then you, you Xerox it onto like ink and then tattoo it on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like there's been a shift recently where tattoos are more treated like a work of art. So rather than you telling the artist what they want, you're picking artwork from them to put on you.
0: Yeah. No, I like that.
1: Yeah. And I like I feel like people have always said like, oh, you're going to regret the tattoos that you get. But every tattoo I've gotten to this day, I still have not regretted it. And this is like a span of 10 years at least
0: what was your first one
1: it was my last name in Chinese okay yeah so and I don't regret that so is it
0: spelled correctly no it's not it doesn't say like it's slutty bitch uh
1: it says fart actually
0: (laughs) 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 and that's my last name in Chinese (laughs) yeah exactly for all y'all who don't know (laughs) but yeah
1: um I feel like like what do you think would you say your summer this year is a write-off
0: no okay so this is the thing i know summer started late so yeah. in that aspect it's been a bit of a write off yeah but the second thing is i hear people complain about like how they feel their summer is ruined yeah and for me i just feel like
1: <laughs> i don't
0: know what it is like yeah, it's summer is summer it yeah. feels fine to me
1: as long as it's hot and it's sunny right yeah then that's a summer do you feel like every usually on the summer don't you create like bucket lists where it's like oh
0: we did at the beginning yeah things you wanted to see and like compared to last year we're not traveling as much so that's like one thing but i can't say like it feels like a write-off because like i'm doing things that were different from last summer too
1: like do you think when the so the things that you're doing that are different from last summer would you say they're new experiences or just things that you wouldn't
0: I think they're I newer, ex- they're new experience because Issa's like at a different age yeah, too and it's we're it's exploring different things. things differently yeah. now. And also like with the biking, that's giving me like a lease of freedom yeah. that I didn't really have last summer. Yeah. Because summer was like, she had to have these naps, <laughs> yeah, she exactly. had to sleep,
1: Tight had to schedule. Feed her.
0: Yeah. Um, Not like it was super tight, but there was like those certain, um, you know, milestones or whatever that she needed to have in her day. Yeah, she was, that's like, true a rat by the end of the
1: day yeah but in terms of like a a bucket list where you're like okay every summer i need to hit up kid's pool at least once or i need to go hiking oh, no. or something like that just to make it a complete summer you know no
0: what I, mean? I don't know maybe i did before but then if you don't reach those you feel kind yeah. of like a failure yeah
1: yeah i think maybe that's what it is then yeah it's your
0: failure culture. i know it's the
1: bucket list that I, I think i hype summer up so much so i'm like okay i have like two and a half months to do everything i need to <laughs> do for the summer So I got to get it done, you know, but with COVID happening, I feel like all the things that I wanted to do just weren't happening. Okay,
0: what are some of the things? Okay,
1: so camping, I really want to do. yeah, that's hard. But camping is not easy because everybody's camping right now. Yeah, and And you have to reserve a spot. You have to reserve a spot, or you can go to places that are like first come, first serve, but it's always a gamble. Yeah. And just with the current circumstances with things, it's hard to like corral a group of people to go camping. Um, another thing that I wanted to do was hit up Kelowna again or the Okanagan oh Yeah, you do not and, want to go Yeah, there. but with the situation going in Kelowna or the interior there Where there's COVID outbreaks and they're just not really following the COVID rules It doesn't really make it, it very appealing, you know what I mean? Yeah So those are the two main things And then just not being able to do those two things I feel like I've wasted my summer Even though I haven't, like I've done other things But yeah. I just feel like I haven't really been able to I don't know, feel like I had a good summer
0: You need maybe one getaway. Yeah. Go on a ferry. Do Sunshine Coast.
1: Totally. That's what I'm thinking. Is like maybe I'll just try and, like, if I can't get people to go with me, I'll just do like a solo trip and kind of, like, you know, I haven't been spending as much because of COVID, so maybe I can use some of that vacation money that I saved to just do like a solo trip, rent like a really nice place, and just do fucking. Do one of
0: those like glamping pod things. Yeah, that's what i was thinking. I want to try that. Something
1: like that. Yeah, as much as a
0: Airbnb like a cabin or yeah. whatever yeah
1: but everybody's like doing that doing this too <laughs> yeah. so then no you it's can. hard right like yeah anyways it's just everybody's thinking the same thing and i think everybody's kind of instead of panic buying toilet paper they're panic buying vacation stuff now <laughs> you
0: know? i have an idea you know how like um parks and stuff yeah um allow for camping yeah but you have to leave at like 7 a.m or yeah. 6 a.m you should do that What do you mean? Go camp at the park.
1: Oh, oh, you mean the park here? here. Oh, God, no. Yeah, I mean, if anybody's listened to our last podcast, (laughs) you know how awful those parks are right now. Yeah, they're terrible. Like, if I'm not sleeping on a needle, I'm sleeping on somebody's dog, uh, not dog shit, human shit, so... And cigarette butts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, so that's Vancouver for you in a nutshell. Uh, (laughs) But I don't know, yeah, just... For all our listeners out there, hopefully you're not creating bucket lists and being disappointed like I am. And yeah.
0: And you know what? Vancouver isn't that great. <laughs> I know like a few months ago, we're like, hey, we flattened the curve. We're doing some awesome. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. yeah. And now we're like, no, we're not.
1: Yeah. But I mean, I feel like there is bound to be a spike net when more things start opening up and more people are starting to expand their social bubbles. You know what I mean? It's like, it's bound to happen. I just hope that the bound to happen isn't, a massive explosion. You know what I mean? Like, Well,
0: that leads to my articles today.
1: Okay, well, should we get into we, some topics? Are you all caught
0: up? I think so. I think so, yeah. Yeah,
1: if not, we'll catch up next month. <laughs> yeah,
0: when it's like old news. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. So...
0: I was reading how BC is no longer a model for COVID. Okay. And uh, so this would add to like uh, COVID fatigue, they call. And then, you know, we entered, we're entering, we're in phase three now. Yes. So people are like, obviously a little more relaxed. Mm -hmm. But in the past month, a number, the number of daily active cases have quadrupled from 10 to 40 a day
1: okay so in in vancouver, in vancouver or in bc bc got
0: it. that's probably like all Kelowna. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah totally i was just gonna say blame colona for that
0: <laughs> stupid Kelowna, you're disgusting yeah um but yeah there's no more more cases now um per capita in bc than ontario and ontario is where we're like hey they're pathetic over there but more cases
1: pathetic. per capita than ontario what is
0: so it's like population wise
1: so like So you're saying that on... Is this weekly or daily? Sorry.
0: So it was like uh, daily active cases went up. And then now currently our active cases per capita is higher than Ontario. Oh, that's crazy. That is crazy.
1: But how about the infection rate? Is is it worse or better than Ontario? So
0: the... No. Oh, I don't know what the infection rate actually.
1: Like how many new cases are we getting per week or something like that? Well,
0: ours is definitely on the higher side now. Because I think they're... Theirs is going down and ours is like going up.
1: But they weren't on, they weren't in phase three like us though, right?
0: Oh, I don't know. They're phase two. Yeah, like I wonder
1: when, so when those numbers were published, were they on the same?
0: So this is just um, like August or July 6th to July, no, July 6th to August 6th. Got it. So So this is like, yeah. And that was only like a few days ago.
1: I see. Interesting. I
0: know. So, um, like, last month we were on the brink, and then this month the fire has been ignited. Yeah. So it's like, it's over for us. <laughs> and they blame the young people.
1: Yeah, they're saying that, you know, the whole the whole spiel about, oh, 29s and 30-year-olds are mean to it is not a thing anymore. Because I think they said the 30-year-olds are the most common cases now that are getting it.
0: Yeah, it's mostly, the majority is at 20 people in their 20s. Yeah. So um, two-thirds... Of cases are under forty. Okay, we're considered young people. By the way, (laughs) sweet. Uh, Majority is twenty, and then did you know too that nobody under forty years old has died from COVID in BC?
1: That's good. That is good, but it's like
0: (laughs) uh, deaths have slowed, but like the cases have gone up. Right. So now it's like you can feel complacent knowing that like no one under forties died. Yeah, exactly.
1: So you can get it, but you won't die from it yet.
0: So I'm going to party. <laughs> well,
1: did you... Hear, I don't know if this is part of your article or not. But did you hear about the... Party bus? The party... The party... Was that in Surrey?
0: No. The people from Langley, they bought... Oh, yeah. They they had rented a party bus. Yeah.
1: But they didn't. They weren't allowed in, right? Like, they, the, they got turned around?
0: Yeah. At the Belmont. Yeah, the okay so that was the article they got turned around at the belmont yeah. and now the manager of the belmont is like a hero for doing that
1: well he should have i mean that he he's doing his job essentially
0: so on the flip side one of the people like who were on the party bus yeah. was like we didn't even want to fucking go to the belmont someone had to use a bathroom oh so this is their logic it was like it was cheaper for all of us. There was 12 of them, apparently, and not 25. Okay. 12 of us to rent a party party bus to get ourselves downtown Yeah, and back home, as opposed to doing like a taxi yeah, yeah. individually. Right, right. So that's what they did. So like a group of four went to the Fountainhead, another group went somewhere else, and then they would go ride back together. Oh, so that,
1: that is that what they're saying?
0: That was their side of the Got story. It. They're like, this guy's not a hero. Yes. We don't even want to fucking go to your club. Um, Someone had to use the bathroom and they're like, get out of here.
1: Do you think that's the truth? Like, or is that Um, just a cover up story?
0: I don't know. I feel like it could be true. It's like, who wants to go to the Belmont for one? <laughs> no Isn't that like offense, a hip and Belmont, happening spot? I don't know. For the 20-year-olds, sure, I guess. Yeah. Or, but we're young people. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. Clubbing for kids these days? That doesn't sound appealing. You can't mingle outside of the group you came with.
1: Yeah, but they drove together in a group, so it doesn't really make a difference anyways.
0: No, it doesn't.
1: Because if, if one was affected, they already would have gotten affected on the commute due to downtown. Yeah, there's
0: no way they could be <laughs> six meters apart in uh, the Party cab? Is this like bus. a yellow,
1: like magic school bus type, bus? <laughs> or is this like, like a was Miss like,
0: Frizzle on board? <laughs>
1: yeah, or is this like a, like a one of those like
0: limo limo party bus buses. Yeah. yeah, it was one of those.
1: So that means they were definitely they weren't they were close. Yeah, to, yeah enough to get infected. and they were
0: in a close.
1: Yeah, and then yeah. the fact that they're all going to different places and then coming back together.
0: Oh my gosh! Right. See, young people. <laughs> that guy shouldn't even have gone on the news or like to media to explain his side.
1: I mean, his. I think that's just his cover-up story, so that people will stop harassing him.
0: Like why I wanted to go to the Belmont. I was on a guest list. It doesn't
1: justify it, anyways. Though, no, it because doesn't. that doesn't. Pro- that you're not really social distancing or following the protective measures. See, <laughs>
0: that was my example.
1: Yeah.
0: young people. Like, Third Beach, remember the other, like, oh, the couple drum. weeks ago, that drum circle? Yeah,
1: so I don't know for all our listeners who, who aren't aware, but Third Beach had a massive, they, okay, prior to COVID, they always had, like, it was every, every Tuesday, drum, circle. drum yeah. circle thing where people get together and yeah. they drum and do chanting things and stuff like that. It's a big party, essentially. Yeah. Somebody caught them on video during COVID, massive group of people, no social distancing, have been the time of their lives. yeah so anyways no mass either no mass yeah
0: also it's like the middle of summer in the sun but anyways so that's like another example yeah of young people being fucking so stupid
1: I mean I would it's okay yeah, like young people but there's also a lot of older people okay, too Old like, <laughs> <fucking laughs> let's to target the young <laughs> people <laughs> yeah just I think the lack of common sense is kind of disappointing you know and it's just kind of it's crazy how some people yeah
0: they don't give a shit
1: they don't give a shit yeah
0: so then, okay, which transit now, yeah. you have to wear a mask. Yeah, they I finally made they it mandatory. gave a shit like a couple of months earlier.
1: Yeah, I think it's because enough people complained about it and signed a petition and like there's a lot, there's a lot of work, not a lot of work, but a lot of like screaming and hollering that went into it.
0: Well, good for everybody. But now I hope a situation doesn't happen where like a bus driver is like, hey, excuse me, you have to wear a mask. And then he gets the shit kicked out of him.
1: You think well they're aren't they protected? Isn't there like a plexiglass barrier? Yeah,
0: but there's still like an opening. <laughs> the per, the partition is like a door, so it still swings open.
1: I mean, there haven't been any violent acts in Vancouver for people trying to implement the mask situation.
0: No, it's true. It's very American. Yeah, I think I've it. been seeing a lot of thanks yeah. to Emily's. Maybe songs. in Kelowna. Oh fucking Kelowna. <laughs> yes, Kelowna.
1: Just kidding, we love our Kelowna listeners. I do, I really as do. long as they follow our not our, the, the COVID. My life. rules! <laughs> my rules. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> okay, so then schools are opening yeah. in the fall. Right. Uh, but there's no date yet. Yeah. Which is great because uh, my sister was like in kind of like, I guess, a panic mode trying yeah. to figure out what they're going to do.
1: As in like what they're going to do with the kids school. going to school yeah. or what they're going to do if the kids don't have to go to school.
0: Because uh, I think they're debating whether they should go to
1: school. Yeah. Because there's it. not enough. Right.
0: And plus the teachers are all freaked out too. Yeah. They don't want to go back.
1: Yeah. Well, the latest I heard was, I don't know if this is relevant in like Canada or BC, but they were doing the, um, like parents have been getting together to hire like a teacher for their own, for themselves to like share with like their social bubbles. You know what I mean? So like,
0: oh, interesting.
1: or like the parent would teach a class with like their social bubble kids. You know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah, no, I haven't heard of that.
1: Anyways, It's a yeah. good idea though. But Yeah, I, was, I don't know if they're doing that or your sister thought of that, but I know something like that has been going on as well.
0: Well, the online schooling is going to stop in September, so Which they don't crazy. have that option. They yeah. have to do another thing with homeschooling, and it's a, it's the same curriculum, mm-hmm. but then my sister would have to teach, and I yeah. just can of imagine her teaching. Yeah, I mean, these
1: days. I get parents that are working and they need to have their kids go to school, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but... I don't know. How about Zoom? Can you just put everyone on Zoom? (laughs) All the kids just go on Zoom?
1: Yeah, totally. I hear you for sure. Um, But we'll see how that goes. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a spike somewhere when that happens. We'll see.
0: Okay, so that leads into, I don't know if you saw this article that the Rolling Stones put out. It's by an anthropologist, Wade Davis. Okay. It's called The Unraveling of America. Have you seen that? No. It's been popping up everywhere. So, basically, in a nutshell, um, I'm not going to read the article. You have to read it because I think it's an 11-minute read. Okay. But um, he's basically describing Canada and Vancouver in very, like, rose-colored glasses. Because he's, like, comparing how we've handled the COVID crisis with the United States. which They haven't really taken care of totally. right? So, um, Sean Orr from Scout Meg, he... Okay, so this is one quote from the article that is very, um, like he's very disconnected. Like obviously, Sean, Wade, Orr. Uh, Sean Orr from Scout, yeah. he also mentioned this in, in an article in Scout it. Meg. Yeah. And he had pointed out this quote from that article that Wade Davis wrote in The Rolling Stone. Right. Because it just shows how disconnected he is um, from like what what's actually going the on in Vancouver. Totally. Yeah. So he's like, the checkup so here's the other thing he's saying because we've been able to take care of this COVID situation better is because we're very community oriented and we care about like the person at the checkout at the Safeway checkout line (laughs) or the person who's checking us out okay we just have a sense of community where the United States does not they're very like focused on being the individual I'm watching out for me me me
1: independent selfish yeah Yeah, 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 totally
0: they very like have so much pride in that and us as Canadians as Vancouver Right. it's like we don't yeah which is like so <laughs> i when i was reading it's a it, very
1: skewed perspective for totally sure. when it's
0: raining my mouth just went like oh, that doesn't yeah. sound right it tastes yeah. awful yeah. so he was saying the checkout person may not share your level of affluence but if you've been paying the tiniest shed of attention to the people around you mr oh this is okay so on the other flip side um and a professor from UBC. Okay. Uh, she's now moved to Mississippi. Okay. Um, and she's an American. She had read the article and she wrote a rebuttal called The Unraveling yeah. of the Unraveling. Like, here's okay. the truth, yeah. Yeah, so basically she argues everything in his article. Got it. Uh, so then that thing about the Saveway thing, I'll just read it really quick. Yeah, that's her. So he's like, okay, Mr. Reyes, then you know that they know that you know that they are barely surviving. By the time I left last year, storefront after storefront in my own neighborhood, the comparatively more affordable area near Commercial di- Drive was uh, shuttered due to labor shortages. Workers simply couldn't afford to live in the city on the wages paid by a typical retail job. Yeah. So.
1: For sure. like The, the cost of living in Vancouver is ridiculous.
0: It's like we have our own issues. Like For sure. our living wage in Vancouver is 1950, and yeah. our minimum wage is 1460. Yeah, it just totally. went up though.
1: Does like, But by how much do you know?
0: Uh, well,
1: kind of. It couldn't have. It been wasn't bumped up to by 19. much.
0: I would say like three dollars, two dollars, maybe. Yeah. So, like when I was starting to work, it was like eight dollars. Yeah, exactly. Eight dollars an hour. <laughs>
1: And then and then afterwards, they bumped it down to $6 for the first three months. Yeah,
0: like if you're in training mode <laughs> yeah. or something.
1: It's like, we're going to kick you when you're down.
0: Yeah, no, you don't deserve their $2.
1: Exactly.
0: Until you're done your um, probation.
1: 100%.
0: Yes. So, then, anyways, misrepresentation of what Vancouver is actually about. Yeah. Like, you know, we're apparently, this, according to Bloomberg, like we're the second um, least affordable place, oh. um, only second to Hong Kong. Really? Yeah. This is an article from two, at the beginning of this year.
1: Wow. I didn't realize Vancouver spiked up that high. I knew we were like one of like the top 10, but I didn't realize we were second. We
0: We're second to Hong Kong. But how about like San Francisco? Yeah. like And that's also New, New York. York.
1: And like, I think, was it Dubai or Abu Dhabi or something like that? Like there's also another really expensive place, but that's According crazy. According
0: to Bloomberg, and then the, the cost of a home, like yeah. an average single family home in Vancouver is nearly $3 million dollars. Yeah. And um, we can't you know, I can't afford a place, like I can't afford a yeah. place. You own
1: your place though. Well I'll be oh, I'll, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't, can't afford it. <laughs> Me too. Uh
0: yeah, no we but it's a one bedroom. We'll be in there till we die.
1: Hey.
0: Till e says, when <laughs> she'll live there with her husband.
1: Yeah. And then you'll live in the solarium.
0: <laughs> <laughs> then we'll live in the solarium.
1: Um uh, yeah. I will say, like, this, this, this guy's article that he wrote, right? So he's not a Vancouver, like, um, born person, right? He, he is.
0: He, his bio says he's born in West Vancouver.
1: This, this isn't Sean R. This is the guy from Rolling Stones that wrote this it, right? This guy from yes. Rolling Stones. But he doesn't yeah. live in Vancouver, right? He, he was born in Vancouver, but he doesn't live in he
0: Vancouver. He lives in Vancouver. He's a UBC professor of anthropology.
1: Oh, got it. Okay, I thought he was, like, somebody who was born in Vancouver, but now lives in L.A. or some yeah,
0: shit. no, he's here. He's here. He's well, I ignoring mean, like every other pandemic. Like I mean,
1: he's I think I feel like his perspective is a very like privileged. I live in West Van. I have like a six million dollar home. Of course Vancouver's great, you know. I don't God. have to I don't have to deal with I the know, peasants. My
0: cashier Barbara. Yeah,
1: Exactly. At my safe Yeah.
0: Local Safeway. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I mean I appreciate that he's kind of trying to give Vancouver a you know, a good rep and kind of, like, speak up for it. But I just, I do agree that there needs to be some reality ejected into it. And it shouldn't be used as a way to to be, like, we're holier than thou or better than you, you know, kind of situation. Some People
0: aspect it did right. sound that, but he did, like, just read the article, too. Like, he did praise the United States, I guess, like, in their heyday yeah, of, yeah. like, things they've done right. Totally. And where they're now steering in, like, the wrong direction. Yeah,
1: because I was going to say, like, When you you travel, you you fall in love with cities, right? But I think what people don't realize is that being a tourist in a city and living in the city are two completely different things. You know what I mean? Like, I love Tokyo, but I would never want to live in Tokyo. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I, I get what you mean.
1: I thought maybe that's the perspective. But if he's a Vancouver, like, born and living person, then that's kind of a privileged perspective that he has. For sure.
0: Yeah. So it doesn't say where he currently resides, Got but it. yeah, he was born in West Vancouver. He teaches at UBC. He's also an author of like many books.
1: So he's he's rich. He's is he, rich.
0: He's well read.
1: Is he Caucasian? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure that has an influence on his perspective as well. If you you know you're he's seeing Vancouver through rose colored lenses, right? So.
0: Yeah, rosy white <laughs> colored lenses. Living
1: in his, you know luxury house or whatever.
0: Oh yes. It's fancy schmancy <laughs> place.
1: Yeah, I mean everybody has a different perspective, different experience to Vancouver. His is more of the privileged side, you know? We have a different perspective. We yeah. see both sides of it. Vancouver is great, but it also comes with a lot of bullshit. So. Yeah, no totally. <laughs> or just
0: straight up shit. Yeah, shit. There's shit. And feces, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly.
0: It's it's good to read the other the woman's article too the, like her, uh, the her professor her, her rebuttal, rebuttal yeah toward uh because she knows she's like outside coming in yeah and she's she's like okay i had to look up tenure professor because every time i read like an article on her they made sure to say that
1: she's that she's tenure
0: yeah so that means like she's at a position where she can't get fired yeah yeah that's like amazing then, <laughs> to have that at UB. And then she left because she missed home yeah and, um, You know, you can't really stay in Vancouver forever. Some people can't anyway.
1: And she's outside perspective living in Vancouver with a new perspective of Vancouver, right? So it's, it's interesting to see that somebody from the U.S. is saying that.
0: Yes, I highly recommend that. Um, we'll share it with everyone on Instagram too. Yes,
1: please. I'd love to read that.
0: Uh, So yeah, those are my articles, plural.
1: I love it. Those are really good ones. All Vancouver based. Yes. And all relevant to the times that we're living in now. So totally. Thank you for sharing that. All right. Um, I only have one topic. It's a bit heavy, so brace yourself. Um, But I, I was a bit in disbelief that this is actually happening. And the fact that I felt a bit helpless to helpless to it and I couldn't do anything about it so what I'm talking about is the situation in China with the the Uyghur population I feel like Mm. we talked about it before but I feel like we never really we never really dug deep into it right
0: no we didn't and I still don't have a huge understanding yeah I just read like snippets here and there yeah
1: I mean same like I just read snippets here and there I saw like a little thing on Instagram or whatever Um, but I never really understood like, the foundation of what it all is. So I thought I'd talk about the Uyghur situation in China and what it's all about. So there were a few um, news resources that I looked at. I looked at The Guardian. Um, There's a website called theconversation.com, which explains who they are and why the Chinese government is detaining them, Um, as well as, of course, Wikipedia, which has a lot of great resources that kind of break down the situation that's going on there. Um, So first to start... um, Uyghurs are a native Turkic-speaking Muslim group originally originating from Central and East Asia. So there's groups of them throughout um, all over the world, but the largest population of Uyghurs are found in the northwestern territory of China called Xinjiang. Um, so Xinjiang is a border country, and it borders it borders all the the central to the Central Asian countries like Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan, Cause cause I can't pronounce it, but Kyrgyzstan, Afghanistan, Pakistan, so a lot of the Muslim kind of type countries around there, the Middle Eastern countries. Um, but the largest population is definitely in Xinjiang, China. So the situation in Xinjiang is they're an autonomous country, so they they're, they're an autonomous territory, so they're they kind of run with their own system and they're kind of independent from China but they are still Claimed as uh, a territory of China, um, so because of that, there's Is been it like
0: a, Hong Kong kind of independence,
1: s- sort of like Hong Kong independence. But um, recently, it was like that. But I think recently, it's been kind of swallowed up by the China mm. government and the CPC. Um, so because of this autonomous uh, uh, political situation in Xinjiang, um, there's been a lot of cultural, political, and rigid- religious wars between the Uyghurs who are. Some say they're the natives to that territory, and some say they aren't. China says they're not, obviously. So between the Uyghurs and the Chinese population. um, And this has been going on um, since um, the CPC, so the the Communist Party of China and the Chinese government, have been kind of trying to uh, claim Xinjiang as part of the country. Um, So this has resulted in years of turmoil um, from a lot of radical separatist movements from the Uyghurs, um, saying that they want to be a separate nation. Um, this has resulted in a lot of, um, I guess, terrorist factions that have been popping up from bombings and riots. And all these protests and all of these kind of cultural clashes that have been happening have resulted in massive death tolls, not only on the Uyghur population, but also on the Chinese population. and. Because of this, this led the Chinese government to aggressively crack down on the Xinjiang territory and really increase the security, increase the policing, and just really have like a crackdown on the situation that's going on. So to this day, Xinjiang, China is one of the most heavily surveillanced countries. They have cameras everywhere, they have police officers everywhere, Um, like at border checks, everything that you can think of, China is like harsh cracking down on them, like they can walk up to you if you don't look Chinese and go through your phone. They can arrest you on the spot. Oh my So gosh. there's a lot of heavy, heavy surveillance going on. So like I said, this led to the Chinese government to aggressively crack down. Um, they've been labeling the Uyghur population as a terrorist collective. And by labeling them a terrorist collective, this allows China to implement extreme measures to decimate this population. So, so essentially, they're
0: like, uh, you guys are terrorists and now we get to do this you. Yeah,
1: and now we get to do it because we think you're a terrorist and that's all that matters and we have the power to say that.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: So, just to give you an idea, in 2016, China recruited over 90,000 police officers to police Xinjiang and enforced anti religious campaigns to support China's ad- adoption of atheism. So, China declares that they're an atheist state, thereby, you cannot have these extreme religious beliefs. Um, so, because of this kind of implementation, an estimated million or more Uyghurs have been detained in what China is calling vocational training centers which had been implemented by the CPC and the government of China as a way to combat terrorism. Oh my gosh. So, the vocational training center sounds like, you know...
0: Concentration camp. Yeah,
1: exactly. But China's claiming, no, that, these aren't concentration camps. these are schools. We're just we're just telling these Uyghur people to come to our schools so we can train them, help them assimilate into the Chinese culture.
0: Oh my gosh, is that what they, yeah. Canada did to...
1: Yeah, I'll get to that. Okay, yeah. yeah. So uh, China claims that the people are not forced to go to them. And those that go are students and they're not detainees. Um, they, China claims that they go there to learn marketable skills, employable skills. Mm-hmm. They're there to learn Chinese and also to help understand the Chinese culture. And as a result of that, these Uyghurs come out of these detention oh, sorry, these training centers as improved people. Um, however, there have been some Uyghurs that have been released and those that have been released tell the complete opposite story. Um, they said they were forced into it. Um, they're forced to sit in what they call a tiger desk, which are essentially like desks where you sit upright, you're strapped down, you're chained, and you have to sit for hours listening to political speeches from the government. So oh a gosh. lot of brainwashing. And some of even claim that torture happens in, in, these, deten- uh, in these training centers. Um, uh, so to give you an understanding, like I said... With this new implementation, the police that are policing Xinjiang have really, they can use whatever excuse they want if they think that you are a terrorist. So individuals have been sent to the camps uh, for very minor things like if they have a long beard, for example, they're, they're labeled a terrorism or uh, if, they're not, if they refuse to drink alcohol or if there are other types of, um, um, I guess, things that they do that could be deemed as religious extre- extremism. Does that make sense?
0: So, yeah, it does make so sense. So
1: essentially she's like, yeah, like... Basically anything. Anything and whatever that police officer thinks is... You're, you're practicing religious beliefs. Yes. Um, so according to a 2020 annual report that was released from the United States Commission on International Religious Freedoms, um, uh, it says, former detainees report that they suffer torture, rape, sterilization. So that oh means like gosh. being castrated, yes. um, IUDs. So, essentially to, like, stop the Uyghurs from procreating. Procreating, yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And other abuses. Um, In addition, nearly half a million Muslim children, so Uyghurs in this situation, have been separated from their families and placed Mm. in boarding schools. Um, During 2019, the the camps... I'm going to call them camps. Like, they're essentially, like...
0: Concentration camps. Concentration camps, yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, so they increasingly transitioned from re-education quote-unquote, re-education, te- like, brainwashing, essentially, to now taking those Uyghurs and putting them into forced labor, uh, as, and they force them to work in, like, cotton fields and textile factories. For, like,
0: work experience. Yeah, for work experience. <laughs> essentially. So now, now they're not even
1: training them. They're just using them as slave labor now, essentially. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, outside the camps, the government continued to deploy officials to live with Muslims, so the Uyghurs, uh, their families and to report any signs of extremist religious behavior. So these Uyghur families have, like, these Chaperone. chaperones watching them the entire time. Uh, meanwhile, authorities in Xinjiang, other parts of China, have destroyed or damaged thousands of mosques and removed Arabic language oh. signs from Muslim businesses. So essentially, what does this mean? Them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's genocide, essentially. Um, uh, in, I can't remember which news uh, uh, show, but they had talked—I think it was a British news show— but they talked to the ambassador of China in Britain— and the HOSA there said from 2015 to 2018, the Uyghur population declined by 84%. Oh my gosh. So like, can you imagine, that's an entire race or group just decimated. And now there's only 16% left. Of course, the Chinese ambassador denied everything and said those aren't the accurate numbers at all. Yeah. Um, but essentially, what this boils down to is China is implementing a massive ethnic genocide. Yeah. But when we think of genocide, we think of it as like, you're decimating entire cultural group in one go but really the truth of the fact of the matter is this is going to be a slow process and by the time it happens it's going to be too late you know like with them implementing IUDs um you know splitting up the families monitoring them putting them in detention camps like we don't even know if half those people that are in those camps have been released or if they even are alive to this day yeah so I was on Instagram and I saw this Uyghur model um he had Osama able to get his phone and record a situation inside those detention camps and there's a video of him chained to his bed um you hear a political uh, propaganda, propaganda being like played over the speakers and this was back in March and the uncle who received the video said he only released it recently because he didn't want to put his put his life like Dangerous. in jeopardy but he hadn't heard from him since March. Uh,
0: Yeah. So
1: now like the thing is like, okay, he's released it. Does that mean he's dead now? Like if if the police, if the Chinese government and police find out that this video was released, what are they going to do to him?
0: Did you Google him? Did Uh, you try looking for him? Yeah, so
1: nobody knows. It's like everybody who goes there, you don't hear anything about them afterwards. And it's a really scary thing. Like, And as I was reading all these facts, I was really drawing parallels to everything that was going on. You know, between what China's doing versus what has happened in like different parts of the world, like um, for example, uh, where I said uh, half a million Muslim children have been separated from their families and they're placed and in boarding schools, doesn't that does not sound similar to what happened to the indigenous children in Canada? Yes. Um, it's just crazy to think that like. What
0: do they call those residents? Yeah,
1: residential. What uh, do they call it? I can't Dang it. I know what you're talking about, but yeah, yes. that's what I thought. It's like, oh my god, this happened in Canada. Um, Another thing is China has, uh, sorry, another one is um, outside the camps, the government continue to deploy officials to live with Muslim families to kind of monitor their behavior. Does that not sound like the Jewish Holocaust?
0: Oh my gosh, yes. Right?
1: Um, and then another thing that really dawned on me was China is such a major player in the market and the e- economic industry, like the economy in general, that nobody, everybody's kind of afraid to speak up for fear of having an influence yeah. on the Ch- China's like, strong grip on the economy. Um, So where I said um, now they're not even going to like training centers, they're throwing them straight into slave labor. A lot of the fashion industries that are out in the world right now are responsible for promoting this because these Uyghurs, they're working in textile factories, they're working in cotton fields. Oh yeah. Who's buying all that stuff? It's the fashion industry. So obviously they're not going to say anything because that could result in their production shutting down. Um, So these are just some things that I've been noticing and it's 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 crazy to think that this is happening, but nobody is really putting it in the spotlight. Does that make sense? Like, I'm hearing things here and there, but like, nowhere near is it getting the same amount of um, exposure. exposure as like exposure. Black Lives Matter, for example, um, the COVID situation. You know what I mean? So it makes me it it makes me wonder why is this not getting more attention? If these people are being detained, they're going through like. Against like genocide. so many
0: of their like human rights. Yeah, exactly. Being attacked,
1: and I f- I feel so helpless. Like I I don't know what I can do. You know what I mean? I don't know if you've heard, but like with the whole situation in Canada right now, Vancouver with ma- the the girl from yeah, uh,
0: with the the
1: cell phone company.
0: Yeah. How
1: we detained her, and then they detained a couple people from Canada yes. as a way to be like fuck you Retality here, we're just, yeah, retaliate, issue. yeah. So, anyways, I just. I thought it'd be good to educate people on what the the weaker situation we need is to like. Stop talking now. <laughs> All right, so that's topics.
0: Yeah, well, look at us.
1: All right, shall we move on to some just sweets?
0: Uh, sweet and I have a sour. Okay. Okay, sour. My sour is um Adults not wearing masks in places where it's mandatory. Give me an example. So, like, Seinfeld is open now, and same with the aquarium. And, like, before... <laughs> you said
1: Seinfeld is open right now. <laughs> Seinfeld, I like, cool. Jerry is, like, open, but she requires... Science world, is You know, wear a mask.
0: Um, science world. Yes. Uh, so... Before you like purchase your tickets, yeah. like the very last, and it's like okay, purchase tickets. You have to agree to all these things. Yeah. Like, wear a mask. Yeah. Children age of six and up have to wear. Do you have these symptoms? Yeah. Right. So you say yeah, I agree. Yeah. So that's on both sides. So yesterday, I noticed like adults will go in wearing the mask, but when they go inside, they'll like pull it down.
1: Like down their nose. Down like, their nose,
0: yeah. like under their chin. Yeah. And they're just walking around, totally. and I'm like, "Hey, do I tell on them?" Because yeah. I'm wearing my mask, and sometimes, can, like, I bike, so sometimes I can barely breathe under and like catching my breath. Still. You wear your
1: mask when you're biking?
0: No, no, no. So I just ride my bike oh, and have to it. make the time because oh, you have it. to reserve a time, and <laughs> yeah. then I, I, I'm there, like, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, put my
0: mask on, and then you know. Yeah. So then um, at the aquarium today, same thing happened. An adult like pulled it underneath, and she's talking on her phone, yeah, walking yeah. around, yeah, <sighs> heavy breathing everywhere. Right. Right. And it's like, do I tell on her? No, I'm not going to be a rat. <laughs> but it's like, I'm so close yeah. to being like,
1: yeah.
0: this yeah, girl, yeah. get her out of here.
1: I almost, yeah, I feel like when she starts infringing on your own personal space, I think you have your right to say something. I'm not saying you don't have a right to say, but I get where, you kind of where you're just like, oh, do I really want to go through? Yeah, she was right behind conflict? us and she was
0: not six um, six feet apart either. Yeah, yeah. So I just took me and Issa to the side and I waited till they passed. Yeah. Um, and then I never saw them again. It's like big enough for they, they, I didn't see them again afterwards.
1: Do you think that's a lack of just education or not, but just lack of awareness? Or do you think they're purposely doing that? No, I think they're
0: aware because you have to wear a mask going in. Yeah. They asked for you to wear a mask before you enter the building. Yeah. And then the moment she was like out, stepped a few times and then she slipped it off.
1: Do you think that was like a mindless thing that she did or do you think she intentionally did that? I think
0: it's intentional. Because like everyone else is wearing their mask. Yeah. If she's looking at other people around her. And plus, she was with two kids. Yeah. Uh, and she made them wear the mask. Totally. She just didn't feel like it.
1: <laughs> it doesn't apply like to her.
0: No, okay. no, I mean, just you guys.
1: Snowflake syndrome.
0: Yeah. And yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Got it.
0: And yes. To the yesterday went too. Yes.
1: Yes. Got it.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I don't know. I was like telling Coleman, he's all like, well, you don't want to be, yeah, the narc.
1: I don't know, like, I think that's a really, like, I don't think that's the right approach to view it as, you know what I mean? It's like, if you say something, is that going to result in more conflict, like, a larger conflict for you, you know what I mean? I think that's what you need to worry about, right? Because you've seen those videos that have been caught on camera where people lose their shit when they get called out. Like, do you really want to be that victim?
0: It's true, okay, and you're right, and maybe that's what I'm feeling too, there have been a few times, like, on the playground, or, like, at the beach, I think I was telling you this, where I saw this dad was watching his kid, yeah. and it has, like, the, the wood chips yeah. on the playground. Yeah, yeah. This like probably like eight months old or something. This kid was stuffing wood chips in his mouth. <laughs> dirty
1: ass wood chips.
0: Dirty ass wood chip, and he was he choked on it. So I had watched him do it. The dad didn't do anything because yeah. he was talking with his friend or something or whoever this guy is who's watching this kid yeah. wasn't watching the kid. So I was like, hey, um, your son or, or your this kid is he's he's eating wood chips. <laughs> and He's like, yeah, it's fine. And I was like, okay, I just wanted you to know, but yeah. he gagged on the wood chips. the so dry as shit. And I turn around later, and he was like scraping the wood chips out of his mouth. It's <laughs> like, yo, I helped you. You just say thank yeah, you. Yeah, so you gave
1: me attitude, bitch.
0: Yeah, and then another dad did the same thing with his daughter. Like his two, we we're at Third Beach. Yeah. And his daughter just like ran off into the water. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, your daughter's so fast." She's like at the water. He's like, "Oh, it's fine. She's fine. We're at the beach all the time." <laughs> he was on his phone, and the kids like Issa's age. Yeah going into the water she's
1: going for a a dip
0: and then i turn around and he had booked it and carried his girl like come on just say thank you man i feel
1: like it's an ego thing where they're just like i know i know what i'm doing i'm a parent yeah yeah you know i think it's like a lot of times i find like i was listening to the reader today about it actually and they're saying how like a lot of times people use their kids as a reflection of their own of how well they're doing or how not professional, how good of parents they are, right? Okay, so, yeah. if my kid fucks up that makes me look bad. You know okay, what I mean? yeah, no. So, I, I if you share. call out my kid,
0: yeah, then you're, you're making saying, me look
1: bad and you're saying I'm a shitty parent. And it's just this immediate defense mechanism that pops up. But really, they should be looking at this hey, from one concerned parent to another, yeah, I'm helping you out here.
0: Totally. And that's what it was. If someone, if Isa had booked it, yeah. I would have loved someone to be like, hey, your kid's yeah. in the water.
1: Maybe it's just a dad thing.
0: Yeah, that's just so stupid. (laughs) Lose the
1: (laughs) ego, man. You don't have to be that cool.
0: (laughs) Also, get off your phone. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I'm on my phone too, but like...
1: But you're aware. I'm aware.
0: And Issa's on my lap or
1: something. Actually, you know what? Yeah. That's why you're a mom.
0: That's why I'm a model (laughs) mom. Exactly. Best parent.
1: (laughs) All right. I don't have any sours.
0: Okay, that's really good. That was my only one. I I guess
1: I have a sour, but not really. Working from home. um, Oh, yeah. I'm going through a thing called burnout right now where it's like there's no disconnection between work life and regular life. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> that video you sent me, that was funny before. Now it's just like sad. Yeah, it's, it's just sad and it's
1: real life now. So yeah, this is my life.
0: Oh. And
1: it's a real thing. And actually our right before you came, we were in a company meeting and they were talking about burnout. But then they followed up with, we understand, but I just want to say I'm really thankful that I have a job. <laughs> That I, I'm thankful that I'm working at Lululemon. Um, that that we're doing so well. It's like okay, was that a was that a pretty much a silent kind of nod as in like shut the fuck up? You should be yeah. grateful you have a job still.
0: Yeah, no, it was.
1: So yeah, then like I, I
0: understand, but
1: yeah, but you have a job, so you're welcome, bitch. Yeah, is what it felt like. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I'm kind of still dealing with that, but.
0: It is a very real thing, though. Yeah,
1: I feel like the lack of disconnection that I have right now, it's really starting to get to me, so...
0: Because you don't don't get a break.
1: Yeah, and there's no disconnection in terms of my environment either, right? So I'm kind of having a tough time with that, but I'll survive, and... I'm grateful I have a job still. You
0: know, you should. <laughs> yeah. So many people lost their jobs. Exactly. 40 million in that's the what, state. That's what she was saying. Oh, she's did she like, say that? She's like,
1: I have a lot of friends who have been laid off that have lost their job, that their, their company shut down, and I'm just thankful that I'm still working at Lululemon. And I'm just like, okay, bitch. Yeah, like, these
0: feelings are still valid. You yeah, can be both exactly. thankful and burnt out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, let's, let's give her the benefit that that's not what she meant, but it came across that way, yeah. at least for me.
0: Probably has a giant house and yeah, she has she's like rich. An office. She's like a head honcho. So, uh, so she has an office <laughs> or a again, pool. House. Privileged
1: rose-colored lenses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very light yeah, roses. Exactly.
1: Though. All right. Uh, what's your suite?
0: Sweet. It's uh, mostly television. Okay, let's hear. Um, it. So I watch Shit's Creek. Yeah. Loved it. So I good. I've actually
1: recently started getting back into it, and I'm on the last season. I think yes. I'm on like they're they're just starting the cabaret auditions and
0: training. is that. That's a fifth season.
1: Is that the, so that's not the last season? No. Oh my six god. Sixth season. I still have another season? So I, I want to watch it the, anymore. Just watch <laughs> it.
0: The sixth season's so good. Especially okay. if you've watched it. Yeah. And um, so it wrapped up this year.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, it's on Gem.
1: Yes. Yeah. see C- Gem. Didn't they win uh, an award?
0: I'm sure they oh, won yeah. an award. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't really followed that. Sorry. But yeah. Like all the awards. I think they won like
1: an Emmy or something like that. Yeah. They yeah. have
0: won a few Emmys. Yeah. Yes. Um, so. So it's free on Gem?
1: Yeah.
0: No yeah. commercials. Too. But it's on
1: Netflix too, though.
0: So up to season five.
1: Oh, season so six. So season six. Oh. Yeah, my
0: recommendation. The season six. Got it. Shit's Creek, Gem, free.
1: That explains it.
0: No ads.
1: Anyone else is on Gem?
0: <gasps> Pen 15. That's right. Yeah. So if you're it's watching Shit's
1: Creek, might as well watch Pen 15.
0: Season one, but season yeah. two is in um, like a few weeks. Yes. So it probably so won't
1: excited. be on CBC for a while, though. Anyways.
0: All right. So then my other one is um, Love on the Spectrum. Oh, my That's God, on Netflix. so good. So good. I still think of them. Yeah. I think of like the couples. Um, well, what's this, what's this about? Okay. So, Love on Spectrum is uh, they follow a few people. Yeah. Some are couples and some people are looking for love. Yeah. But they're adults who have autism. So yeah. they're on the spectrum. Most of them are high functioning. And, um, I think it gives you, like, a greater perspective on uh, their disability mm-hmm. and how functional they are on their disability. Like, one is a bus driver. Yeah. Like, a city bus driver. Um, and then one is so, like... Obviously, they have very different characteristics. One's very, like, to the book. It's like yeah. he read a book on love, and now he, like, memorized all the rules and on love. And that's what he's going by, yeah. Exactly. So a lot of them have, um, like emotional disconnect yeah. where they can't read like emotions and uh you'll see that too yeah. it's just so warm totally. and it's loving and i think anyone on the spectrum or if you know someone who's been on spectrum or even has like a disability yeah. their heart just seems so pure totally it's sense.
1: very innocent very you know I mean?
0: innocent very pure yeah. and it's just so warm
1: totally uh i, I saw after I, you recommended yeah. it to me, you wa- I, I watched it and i definitely fell in love i thought it was the most adorable thing Part of me was wondering, like, are they, um, trying, not, not, not objectifying, but are they, like, trying to appropriate, like, not appropriate, I can't remember what the right word is, but, like, are they trying to, to make money off of people with disabilities? Does that make sense? Like, not,
0: Oh, I get what, what you, mean? you mean. I uh, can't remember what the word they're is. They're trying to, oh, my gosh, me too, this yeah. whole, the rest of the podcast is us
1: <laughs> just saying words. Yeah.
0: Um, I want to say, like, take advantage. Yeah, sort
1: of like that, like, you know what yeah. I mean? yeah. Yeah.
0: And I don't think so. Yeah, because I I think at the end what you're getting yeah. is a glimpse. Yeah, you're that's not, true.
1: Into their life. Yeah, You have a matchmaker too.
0: Yeah, and it's so cute. And they and she really works with them. Yeah. Um, and I just each case is different too. Yeah, totally. And so she very she's customizing. Yeah. The. dates and stuff i don't know how to but you're right i don't i don't think they are they're not taking advantage of the situation and it's not a drama so they're not creating drama it's very
1: lighthearted at the same time yeah i agree um i think the one like okay just quickly uh, talk about the one cup the one one that i really i thought was a bit heartbreaking was the chinese family with the dad Oh, and yeah. his son, because his wife passed away, and I think it's just like him or
0: him watching. Kevin. Yeah.
1: And like you can see, you can see how the dad kind of, I almost feel like the dad kind of messed him up as well, because like he's like this old school Chinese guy, and he's almost like, now his son's like an old school Chinese guy too. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway. Very
0: like he's set in his ways. Yeah, there he dresses like his dad too. <laughs> but that's like influence <laughs> that he's maybe around his dad a yeah, lot. Yeah,
1: exactly. But he doesn't have that like weatherly figure to kind of be like, hey, don't dress like my husband. <laughs> don't dress like your dad. You know what I mean? Anyways. Yeah, but he just, was
0: very sweet on the date. Yeah, it was
1: really cute. Yeah, anyways. But
0: he was very old man. <laughs> what did you say? Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> I of just had you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He talks like a dad. <laughs> yeah. But he wasn't. He's like 17 or 20. No, he's 19, 19. I think that's, he was yeah. 19. He's anyways. a young
0: man. Young old man.
1: Pretty fun show. Easy to watch. Yeah. Very, like, heartwarming, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And again, just a glimpse yeah, you know, obviously there's low functioning um, <laughs> people on the spectrum too. Yeah, but they don't all drive buses. No, they so. don't. But
1: that was really cute too. <laughs> it
0: was really cute. Okay, then I got one more, yes, here. also a loved one. Cool. I just finished it. It's easy to watch. Indian matchmaker. Oh my god!
1: So everybody's been talking about oh, this. Oh, have they? Tell okay. me about it.
0: Uh, well, it's really good. Okay. Um, now that I've watched it, I've seen like um, East Indians or like Indian yeah. people around, and yeah. I look at them and I'm like. Mm. Matchmaker. Matchmaker. <laughs> yeah. Not a love marriage. Yeah, yeah
1: I know a few, uh like back like in my part-time job days, I knew a few East Indian workers that had arranged marriages and um one of my good friend's parents was also arranged marriage as well, but she was uh Koreans also do it too. But anyways Oh, I, they do? Yeah.
0: Okay, I didn't know that.
1: But I thought it was really interesting to to see that they made an entire show on this whole Thing.
0: Definitely, uh, again, a glimpse, because I think these are the well-to-do Indians. Yeah. Um, there's one, I don't know if you read up on it, there's one girl, anyways, you have to watch it, I don't want to spoil it, okay. the moment I say something, you'll be like, it's over. Yeah. That's episode eight. Okay. There's only eight episodes. Yeah. It's really good.
1: Uh, yeah, so I heard, I was listening to KCRW, um, NPR radio, and they were talking about it, and there was a bit of controversy on it, because oftentimes it's a appropriating not pro, um, promoting a lot of like discriminations yeah. right like i only want to date a light-skinned person you know yeah. like that kind of thing so skin discrimination was a huge thing that they talked about on the radio about oh show. height
0: too yeah height yeah height was Heights, another thing yeah um, they have to be attractive so yeah. one of the um per, like one of the the single people just mm-hmm. a woman she was always told she was like because she's also a little bit chubby. She's curvy, yeah. dark-skinned, and she's um, uh, short. Yeah. But she's very pretty. Right. She's really pretty. But just
1: not to the standard. Yeah, and they like, unquote, it's going to be hard for you, girl. Yeah, yeah. And
0: then if you're a divorcee, like, that's even harder.
1: Yeah. I heard, yeah. So that's what they were talking about on the yeah. on the radio. But it kind of made me wonder about it. And they talked about the caste system as well, yeah. and how that's a huge discriminatory thing as well. So. so
0: there's one person on there and she is Indian. Yeah. Like her, her ancestors are Indian, but mm-hmm. she's actually from um, Africa. Yeah. Like her family was there. I guess they were, when slaves were yeah, demolished yeah. or whatever, she had moved over. So when people say, when she tells people where she's from, like yeah. her family's from, forgot what the, the country is. They're just like, yikes.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that's like, going to be a minus 10 points for you. Yeah. Kind of situation. But she's
0: so pretty. Yeah. And she's slender, tall. She owns her own business. Yeah. And she's like a catch to our standards, but okay. to their standards, it's like, yee.
1: it's crazy how like different cultures have different standards of beauty, right? Like, and you, I feel like you'll really see it—a new perspective on this. Yeah, show.
0: I wish there was another documentary where they dived into that, yeah. a little bit more. I
1: feel like that's coming soon, or maybe there already is a documentary. Oh, maybe on there that. isn't. I yeah. haven't seen
0: it yet because I yeah. want to read or li- you know watch more, read more, yeah, learn more, learn about, more that.
1: about it. Yeah. Like, also this
0: Korean matchmaker thing. I didn't know, yeah, Korean, they did arrange marriages. yeah, they do.
1: I mean, maybe it's not as um promoted as like the uh, the East Indian kind of culture. But do you
0: know anyone who's been South
1: Asian what in
0: call it? an arranged marriage?
1: Uh, personally no. like I'm not friends with anybody that it's an arranged marriage. I met a couple people went like back when I was doing part-time job stuff.
0: yeah. how about a Korean arranged marriage? uh
1: no, no none, none of my friends are. Yeah. My friend was almost set up on one. But yeah. but then, Interesting. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was uh So mine I just uh, binge watching? Yeah.
1: I mean, why not? Now's the perfect time to do it. So yeah. there's a lot of good stuff out there. Okay. Um, do you have any other suites?
0: Uh, nope. Uh, that's all the TV watching I've done so far. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool.
1: Um, okay. I have three three sweets as well. Okay. Okay. Two TV ones and then one. Uh, I'll start with the non-TV one. It's. There's this brand of product called Woodlot. Yes. Um, I recently really into their soaps. Yeah. Um, I don't normally use bar soaps, but recently I've decided to switch to bar soaps and I love the bar soaps from Woodlot. Like they have, the scents are so great. They're made with all natural ingredients. Um, it's a local-owned business. She's based in Vancouver or Surrey. Like her, I think she's based in Vancouver, but a production is in Surrey. Yeah. And I also think she's East Indian as well. The owner. She is yeah.
0: actually. Uh, my sister went to high school with
1: her. Yeah, I love the she stuff that she does. School. I went to the same high school. <laughs> <laughs> you went to the same high school with her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're all in the same high
0: school. So yeah, but I Sonia. love
1: I love the Woodlot product stuff. Um, the essential oils they do essential. They do a lot of home care, self care stuff. So essential oils, moisturizers, um. I do was first.
0: Too. Yeah,
1: they do candles. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit expensive for sure, but I mean, this is like a local product. So, of course, you're going to be paying a cost for that, essentially. Yeah. Um, I was first introduced to her stuff through um, her Palo Santo um, incense sticks, which mm. were awesome. And from there, I just fall in love with her stuff. So, right now, I'm really into her soaps. Um, if you like to use bar soap, I highly recommend it. I'm, I'm currently using that. one that's called Cascadia. It's like, it's very like, a foresty smelling so there's a bit of pine there's cedar wood there's patchouli um really great on the skin it's not like harmful chemicals good for the environment too so highly recommended woodlot, woodlot yes. yeah w-o-o-d-l-o-t my some of my two tv shows that i want to recommend yeah. so there's this tv show if you have any kind of streaming service that allows you to watch all the channels okay. um there's this show called i may destroy you um it's by this uh, british african african british girl named michaela cole she did the show on netflix i think i think it's still on netflix called chewing gum but she recently uh came up with a new show she stars in it she 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 directed it she wrote it called i may destroy you and it's about her dealing going through post-traumatic stress disorder uh, ptsd through um a situation where she was date raped mm-hmm. um so it sounds dark but she puts a really like dark comedic spin on it um i highly recommend it it deals with a lot of issues um with just like consent what is uh rape um what is sexual abuse um a lot of that kind of stuff but it deals with it in a very uh
0: digestible digestible way
1: exactly thank you that's a very heavy
0: (laughs) topic yeah
1: but it's it's good i highly recommend it like it's it's deep it's humorous it's everything like she did such a good job on the show and i binge watched it in like two days um Yeah, so highly recommended. Okay. Second TV one, it's not out yet, but it's coming. It's season two of Pen Fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you follow our Instagram, you may have seen it posted on our stories. The trailer. If you haven't, highly recommend you check out season one. At least it's on CBC Gem. If not, and if you've seen it already, check out the trailer for season two. It looks fucking hilarious. Yeah, it looks so
0: funny. Yeah.
1: And I think this is like what the 2000s now, so they they do so many references to like all the hit stuff that was going on back then. So anyways, anyways. yeah. That's what's that?
0: That's that. I'm That's, so excited about that. I
1: cannot wait for it I'll to I'll watch out. it
0: in like two days and then I'll be like, what the fuck? I know, am and I then we use you your it? likes.
1: Exactly. So that was know. um episode 42.
0: 42. Sing us out Here it is. That was episode 42. I hope that you had fun like we did COVID is on the rise cause young people aren't so wise but one day we'll get better it'll be just fine that was fine that was great that was episode 42 <laughs> <laughs> some lyrics for this that was one. good that I was okay. it. it was good it worked out it was
1: it, it started off kind of you know whatever but then it ended on a really good note
0: that sounds like 2020 you. right now <laughs> no, exactly. to maybe it's gonna get better yeah
1: it's just a bit of you know leaving you on open end <laughs> i like that <laughs> <So
0: important, dude.
1: laughs> and on that note um rate and review us on itunes five stars only please you can listen to us on spotify stitcher apple um Wherever you get your podcasts, whenever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Until next time. Until next
0: time. See you later. Toodaloo.
1: (laughs)